0: Hello, friends, and welcome to this episode of Little Futures. This week, our host, Ruby, is talking to our guest, Chris Humphreys, and Chris is a faculty member at the Nova Scotia Community College. So being a faculty member means that she is a teacher for adults, and she gives us her two cents about what it means to be responsible with energy, And whether or not she thinks riding a bike or taking the bus is better for the environment. She also gives us a lot of insight into how electric vehicles work and has some pretty exciting suggestions for what the future of electric vehicle transportation will look like. But you're going to have to listen to the full episode to find out what those are. Enjoy!
1: Welcome to Mini Futures. Um, I'm so excited to have you today. Um, the little quest- following questions we have are questions some of our awesome green schoolers have asked in the past. And so these are just a few of the questions we handpicked that some of our grade primaries to three have asked specifically so that you could answer. So the first question I have today is what does being responsible with energy mean? That's
2: a great question, Ruby. So when you are responsible with energy, you learn how to use less energy to get the same results. So for example, don't leave lights or TVs on when you aren't in the room. And when you brush your teeth, wet your toothbrush and turn off the tap until it is time to rinse. The best energy use is none when you can. And when you do, use as little as possible to get the results you are looking for.
1: That's awesome. Okay, friends, you heard that here today. The best energy is the one you don't use. So that's super exciting. What is better for the environment, riding a bike or taking the bus?
2: Well, riding your bike is an emission-free way to get around, and it's definitely fun. So I think that most of the time, riding your bike is a better way to treat the environment than taking the bus. But Sometimes it is impossible to ride a bike to your destination, and in that case it's best to take the bus if possible. Or you can ride share with someone that is going your way. If the bus or car is electric, then
1: all the better. That's awesome. So since we're talking about electric vehicles, could you tell us how does an electric vehicle actually work?
2: Electric vehicles have fewer parts than a gas car. So a battery in an electric car stores the energy instead of gas in your gas tank in a regular car. The energy is transferred to an inverter, and it's all to do with magnets. So if you've ever held two magnets together and you've put like fields together, you'll feel them repel. In an electric car, there's an inverter And the motor in that electric car spins with an electromagnetic field. The opposing fields push away from each other, and the inverter keeps the magnet spinning. That spinning gets transferred to the drive, which moves the wheels. So in an electric car, you have a battery, and you have to charge the battery. We have a great charger at our campus in Middleton. We have an electric motor that runs on electricity. There's a control in the electric car that controls acceleration and speed. And there's a DC-DC converter, which provides power to the accessories in your car, like your windshield wipers in your headlights. And then there's a DC-AC converter that converts DC to AC power to power the car's motor. Electric vehicles have zero exhaust gases. So that makes them number one in my books.
1: That's pretty awesome. And I have a follow-up question about electric vehicles. Do you think that we're headed in the direction where we're going to have all electric vehicles or do you think we'll still need some gas vehicles? I think that you'll look
2: to the future and see that we will be mostly driving electric vehicles in 10 years, because if you look at the longevity of the new gas powered cars that we're buying now, um, their useful life, if you're driving maybe twenty to 30,000 kilometers a, a year, they're usually done around 10 years. So if we Mm -hmm. look at when we're going to be ready to buy a new car in 10 years, we're probably going to have incentives in place that will make it more cost effective for us to buy electric vehicles instead of gas powered vehicles. So 100 percent, I think that we'll be driving electric vehicles in the future and maybe even flying electric vehicles in the future.
1: Oh my gosh. Just like in the Jetsons. I'm not sure if any of my little futures would know the Jetsons, but the Jetsons used to drive flying cars. (laughs) Yes.
2: I can still hear the little
1: sound that the little flying (laughs) car made. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Well, thank you so much, Chris, for talking to our little futures today. And I hope one of our little futures learned something interesting. Thank you so much. Thank you, Ruby.
2: Bye, everyone. wow
0: can you imagine flying electric cars that's so exciting to think about uh whether it happens or not we will have to wait and see uh chris also mentioned that she she thinks that within the next 10 years most of us will be driving electric vehicles so that means by the time you are old enough to be driving and buying your own vehicle or thinking about buying your own vehicle those vehicle options will probably be electric, uh, which is very exciting. That's a very short period of time for us to go from having mostly gas vehicles that produce a lot of emissions and are contributing to uh, climate change, to electric vehicles, which are are a form of of clean energy, especially when the electricity that we're using to power those vehicles and charge them up comes from clean sources like wind and tidal and uh, maybe some other options that we haven't even discovered yet so thank you for listening to our episode we hope you enjoyed it and check back here for the next episode of little futures